Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Christy, and the topic of today's podcast is distributed denial of service attacks, also known as DDoS attacks. Now, as I when I start, I normally give an explanation of what uh, DDoS is. So, a distributed denial of service kind of happens when we have multiple systems. Uh, when I mean systems, it could be laptops, it could be uh, servers, or even now, Internet of Things, because Internet of Things have IP addresses. These Internet of Things and these assets, these are laptops, etc., will have malware on them. So, they would have sent malware to these vulnerable machines and these machines will flood the victim which is the targeted system it could be so it uses so remember all these uh, uh, assets have ip addresses so those of you who use iot devices such as your kettle will have an ip address you have your anything else that has an ip address can be used for these attacks so all these attacks all these uh, hosts will be collated together to bring down a website or a resource of some sort. What is the purpose? Why would an attacker bring down a service? And when I mean a service, it could be a website. It can target a particular website. It could be various online services. It could be regional servers. And the, the purpose is to overwhelm that victim with a lot of traffic from all these infected hosts. Remember I said all these IoT devices and mentioned other systems like lap, infected laptop desktops. So they're going to send traffic to this one resource. And if this resource hasn't really got a backup, okay, or have um, features that it can withstand that topic, uh, that, that traffic, then which is really an attack, server or that resource we kill over and fail. So if you kill over and fail, let's say it's a website, then that website cannot offer the services. So imagine this was an e-commerce web, uh, web service or website that is supplying, let's say, clothing, for example. Let's say a, a popular uh, retail store, online store. And imagine during the pandemic, during the lockdown, there wasn't any stores open and this store had online stuff and the website is not available for some time. Then obviously, then that the services that that site offers will not be available to its customers. Now, who does this? You say sometimes there might be criminal elements, cyber criminal gangs, or that will, you know, target these websites. Sometimes they might do it on their own accord, or sometimes they could be hired by a competitor. Yes, a competitor will say, oh, we want to bring them down so that you know, those customers uh, will come to us. There's various reasons, so maybe to provide or to, uh, for reputational damage. If the website is down for a few minutes, that's one thing. But when you start going to hours, 12 hours, 10 hours, then the customers will lose confidence and they'll be concerned really about their data and their personal information 
And again, it starts to uh, look bad because, you know, they start to think, okay, this site might not be trustworthy because they cannot keep their systems secure. And how this works. It is this uh, attack is done by botnets. A botnet is a robot network. I mentioned before that these laptops, computers, IO devices are vulnerable and they've already been hacked. So they will be, they will have some kind of uh, malicious software in there and also some of their ports will be open because of course the bot master, which is the person controlling the instructions, will send a command to these uh, robot uh, machines or this army or, or, or botnets to start the attack. So they'll use a port to open up a port, a high-end port to, to send the instructions and these army these vulnerable systems with vulnerable laptops are called what botnets the network of bots so basically your system that system would have been infected already and waiting for instructions so these cyber criminals or bot masters will use these botnets for their own reasons said so they can use it to what send spam to it could be yeah they can send spam they can sell uh send uh, various ransomware and i mentioned ransomware in one of the previous podcasts to what to overwhelm this system so that it cannot provide a service unfortunately your system or your let's say your system your laptop or your device may be part of a bot army or be a bot without you knowing it you may see some signs but sometimes you're not aware that your system is actually sending out malicious spam to this victim you can yeah, yeah of course there are means of checking you can check to see if a port is open and is sending out data you can check but just on the surface of it it might not be immediately you might not be immediately aware of it so what are the symptoms of a distributed denial of service or ddos attack one of the thing is when we're looking at the cia confidentiality integrity and availability this really affects the availability part of the cia so that means that system is not available so your system was killed over is not available to legitimate users now i've mentioned a website that's just one example this could be internal as well maybe your wireless network may not be available that is a, that's as a denial of service maybe your work uh, network is unavailable people can't log in that is um, a down that provides that is an availability issue as well but when we use the word distributed so the distributed that means the attack is coming from various sources from various machines now typically with our laptops and our systems sometimes we do have security on them but with some of these iot devices unfortunately some of them cannot be secure because the kind of firmware is kind of burnt in they're not usually the firmware is not updated quite frequently so they can be used as a, a choice of attack by cyber criminals now how can you prevent your device from being a part of a bot army or a botnet one of the ways you can do this is make sure that you change your default credentials your default passwords so on your iot devices so you you know you buy these iot devices all nice and shiny out of the box and you just plug it in 
But now you need to kind of do some kind of admin on this and change default credentials because the default credentials can be easily, you just have to do a Google search and you found you can find what the default credentials are, the default passwords are. So first thing you do, change the default credentials, the username and password. Okay. So when you, once you plug it out, that's the first thing you do. And that kind of, that's the first line of defense. If you're not sure, again, sometimes the manufacturers will give you guidance. And uh, sometimes even some of these devices, they come with instructions. Just that some people do not read instructions, just plug and play. Yes, plug and play is fantastic. But we always need to understand the security of it. You don't need, you don't want your system to be used to attack another system. And you can't really be pleading ignorance today. Now, what else can you do to secure your device? Your router, your router as well is, uh, your router is how packets come into your network and how they leave your network as well. All right. So again, you need to apply that security of changing the default credential, default passwords on your router. So if you go, let's say, if you just do a Google search, I challenge you, go do a Google search, just type in a, a router. You see the password is usually admin, admin. Now, if you stick it, if you use that same default credentials, we know what that is. Some can actually, you know, do a drive-by and actually don't have to use your drive-by. If they've got a strong antenna, they can be quite far and they log into your system and use your, you know, and use your system as a part of that. So again, change the default credentials on your router very very important now one thing i didn't mention about the attack i said these systems are vulnerable so if the system is highly secure you have your let's say anti-malware antivirus you have firewalls then of course these your system may not become a botnet so the third the third advice i would say you make sure that your system is secure have a system let's say you have an antivirus on your host and also have some kind of maybe IDS, intrusion detection system, intrusion prevention system on your network. So you have that total protection. So the, the host is protected and also your network is protected. So you can see you have that defense in depth. Now, of course, when you have these as well, you have to update the signatures. So, so when we update the signatures, so each day your anti-malware will go to your your service provider, your secure service provider, let's say is, uh, let's say Malwarebytes, for example, and download the latest signatures to prevent your system from being vulnerable. This takes kind of work to make sure that your own systems, you know, it's not just because you want to uh, not be part of a botnet. These are the things that you need to be doing anyway. For, you know, you want to protect your own data. So make sure that the signatures are updated. You can, you can what, configure this. So as soon as the system's up and running, it downloads this, the, um, the newly updates. And then in that way, you are protected. Now, there have been many instances of these attacks. Yes, they have been reduced in the last few years. However, this is not a new attack. This is going back, uh, back into the 2000s. Let me just cite one example. This is, what, this is an attack that happened in Canada. So we're looking at, so it's not always a big business. So let's kind of look, uh, on a, I'll use the word a small scale. Well, for, actually it's not a small scale. However, I say in early 2000s, high school student named Michael, also known as Mafia Boy, what he did, he, he hacked Yahoo 
Okay, how do you do it? By using a distributed denial server DDoS attack. And what he did was he managed to shut down what? That Yahoo. Shut that man to shut Yahoo. And can you imagine the impact of that today? It's like, let's kind of picture this. It's like somebody shutting down Google at that time. So if Google shuts down, yes, we do have other search engines, but we do know that Google is still the, the, the preferred or the most used. So imagine there's no Google. Some might say that might be a good thing. It depends on the personal opinion. But that means that people can't do search because now companies and individuals are more reliant on Google now. So just kind of picture this at the time. So Yahoo was the big guns at that time. And this high school student named, uh, um, you know, named Michael, uh, Mafia Boy, used this denial, denial service to shut that down. Uh, so there was a huge amount of disruption at the time. Another popular one, going back, I've just gone, gone back a few years ago, back in, in 2016. And this attack, so the October, yeah, 2016, October 2016, and the internet uh, service provider called Dyn DNS, they were called Dyn DNS then, now they've now been changed to Oracle DNS. So it used to be Dyn DNS, now the Oracle DYN. Again, they were, again, attacked. They had this botnet attack. And the botnet was called the Mirai botnet. And this botnet infected over 100,000 Internet of Things. Okay? So when I talk about Internet of Things, this includes cameras, IP cameras. This could be uh, printers. Now we have wireless printers. So... Uh, in his heyday, the Mario botnet consisted of, let's say, up to nearly 500 or between 400 to 500,000 bots. This affected some services such as at that time. What, what services were affected? Amazon was affected. Spotify was affected. Tumblr, Twitter. So you can see this, you know, if, if, if social media sites. So... Coming back to what we are where there's a lot of people watching using Netflix as a service. Imagine on Netflix. And now again, some of you might say that might be a good thing. Okay, but some people might rely on it. Some people have paid for this service. Remember, people have paid for this service. And that service is not available. So let's look at let's look from that point of view. So this is why we are well, I'm, I'm kind of bringing this to light, just to enlighten you. I said some of these have reduced, but that threat is still there. And then what can you do to make sure, because again, they're going to use your device to attack these large, these big guns. Okay. And you don't really want to be part of that. So you have to secure your system. The, the responsibility begins with you. They have to be, uh, secure their systems as well, but they're using your device as a tool. So everyone's responsible. And lastly, let's just give one more example. This happened last year. So just talk about last year, 2020. Well, the um, Akamai reported that they were able to what? To stop a distributed denial service on a, a large uh, European bank. And from what they could determine from, from the records is that there were eight, over 800 million packets sent to that bank. And that was one of the largest packets ever sent. 809 million packets per second. And of course, we know what I've explained. Why? Why are they doing that? To want to bring down a step European bank service. And it was, that was specially crafted to, again, to overwhelm the network. Not just the network, also any of the applications as well. 
uh, including their data centers. Whew. But they were able to what, mitigate against that threat. Now, to again, just to reinforce what you can do henceforth, okay, your systems, your network must be monitored, ongoing monitoring to protect if your company, if you're a large cut your company and you have servers, make sure that you monitor your servers, monitor the traffic that's coming in and out your out, out of your network. Okay, there are various tools, monitoring tools, I'm not going to mention any monitoring tools, but there are various monitoring tools that can alert your administrator for unusual um, traffic. So if there's been an increase, a sudden increase in traffic, then your, your, they, they can alert your, mon your analyst or your, your uh, administrator. You can also, another suggestion, you can also probably switch to probably part of it to the cloud. So, because of course, the cloud would have more expertise, more service, more servers, and they may be able, they are more resilient. Okay, they have expertise, more resiliency. Um, and they do also have a lot more security as well. So that can kind of reduce the impact as a way of also transferring some of the risk to the cloud. So, and the reason why is that if, if, so it kind of takes that transfer whereby the cloud system will be patched. So all the security patching updates will be done by the cloud service provider. Okay. Especially if you haven't got that in-house staff, that expertise, you can bind the expertise by transferring the risk to the cloud where they have more expertise. And of course, and finally, have a robust incident response plan. Let's say, yes, if you do discover, then you, you need to obviously investigate, follow your incident response plan when it comes to, especially in, in sort of intrusion attacks, uh, then follow your response plan to as part of your, your remediation. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Please, you can contact me on our Instagram cyber sec hap hour or you can send an email to our organization admin at intexit or the contact or on our show notes now if you have a specific topic you want me to discuss then please drop me a line thank you until next time